And we welcome Master Gardener Elizabeth Mollica with Tips to Grow On, brought to you by Columbia Nursery and Landscape, serving the Flathead for 28 years on 9th Street West in Columbia Falls. Good morning, Elizabeth. Morning, John. Hi, Robin. Uh, good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fine. And I, uh, John showed me your email from yeah. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of Irma Bombay. You know, I don't know anything about hunting, but I do know something about shopping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. But, Her, uh, what was the warning again? Oh, it was um, uh, uh, shopping with your husband is like hunting with a game warden. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So uh, I don't know if you mentioned it this morning. Um, you had some little blips, uh, but south of, yeah, south of a uh, cemetery road, it's one lane traffic. Um, really? Yeah. Uh -huh. So hmm. for uh, all the way uh, uh, south, of Snowline, if I remember correctly. And yeah. this is so, coming in northbound. So if you're in a hurry, uh, you know, you just uh, try yoga breathing, okay? Because <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be a little slow. Yeah, just uh, yes. Listen to the radio. Yes. Well, yeah. good morning, and how are you? And uh, thank you for having me, and thank you, Columbia Nursery. Um, they're opening soon, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, well, welcome gardeners and wannabe gardeners and all you level one master gardeners in the class. I hear you're doing just really great. So keep on, keep on, keeping on. So, and I hope that whatever you've planted in your hoop houses, in your greenhouse, uh, Robin, uh, you and Darcy have a greenhouse, right? Is yeah. anything happening in there? Uh, no, she's out of town, so nothing's happening. I, I heard, I heard, and I have to say, I'm surprised you're here today because... Because, yes, because you made some comments about your wife and being a woman. <laughs> yes. Um, so I hope your hoop houses are doing well in your cold frames. And But, you know, um, don't relax too soon. As, as, you know, Sally Russell told us, we're yeah. going to have some cold days coming up. Um, I had a question from last week, and it was a little reprimand. I mentioned a couple of uh, 2018... Uh, studies that were done on air pollution, indoor air pollution, and I did not give out the the name of that um, the study, and it was called Interior Landscape Plants for Indoor Air Pollution Abatement, ah. and this was published by Trends in Plant Science. So Trends in plant science. So uh, hopefully that helps if you look it up. It's quite a long study, very, very interesting. And I have a good news story for you, John and Robin. I know oh. we're almost all in the same boat, but I'm ahead of you <laughs> in terms of aging. Um, and you know, I've been around the block a few times and uh, you know, a couple of half marathons and much more. <laughs> so whenever anybody talks about aging in a negative way, I try to find a good story. And and this is a new book that was uh, written um, by uh, Elizabeth Marshall Thomas, and she was 87 when she wrote this book. Uh, she's now 92, um, and the title of the book is Growing Old, Notes on Aging with Something Like Grace. 
So, <laughs> something like grace. Yeah. Reasonable facsimile, anyway. Okay. So what if you can't do the limbo rock anymore? <laughs> Look at what you can do. Okay, so very positive message. And, you know, embrace age with grace and don't listen to any kind of uh, negativity, okay? And if you need to be held together with kinesio tape, pick a happy color, okay? I like purple. <laughs> so... But before I continue, I want to give special thanks again to everyone who helps us in so many ways in our community to make our to make our lives better. So in whatever field you are doing this in, thank you, thank you. Um, my husband had spring fever a couple of days ago. Yeah. I mean, it really hit him hard, I think. So, uh, birds were singing. He called me outside. Birds were singing. And after the fog lifted, it it did smell like pre-spring. You know, I, I noticed that the other day, too, and I thought, well, this is a sure sign that, you know. It's pre-spring, Robin. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But we still have to wait 26 days. So so it, it you, you can tell things are happening. Um, well, for the past few weeks, on and off, I've talked about seeds, seeds, and more seeds. And... Uh, and I hope you know, maybe some of your listeners participated in some kind of a seed swapping day on January 27th. I miss that. It's always the last Saturday of January. Um, so we talked about how to choose your seeds, deciding what to plant, deciding how much you plant, your possibilities. We talked about seed viability. We talked about how to do these tests uh, to see if your seeds are viable. Um, and we talked about calculating your needs. But what we didn't talk about, and I did this about three years ago, I think, or four years ago, and I think it's still a very pertinent topic, uh, pesticide-treated seeds. What are seeds uh, treated with? Well, they might be treated with insecticides, fungicides, and other things. And why would people do that? Well, to prevent insect and fungi damage, and that's mostly done in big ag. So what is commonly used? They are called neonicotinoids. Uh, so big ag uses them on corn and soybeans. And see there, these are coatings on seeds for fields, and some are used for garden, your own har uh, gar mm -hmm. home garden crops. So... Um, they protect against relatively small types of secondary insects. So it's very, very timely. According to, a, again, a 2018 Pennsylvania State Study, uh, it was updated on, uh, just uh, two years ago by a professor of entomology and, and an extension specialist, John Tooker. So if you want to look that up. But farmers are overusing treated seeds with mounting harmful effects, is that what Dr. Tooker said? And de they're developing vast amounts of insecticides into the, uh, uh, deploying vast amounts of insecticides into the environment without ever spraying a drop. So that's according to Dr. Mm. John Tooker from Penn State. So according to his study, it was estimated that in 2021, Neocotinoids were deployed across at least 150 million acres of cropland, approximately the size of Texas, so quite a huge area. So these are water-soluble, so as the seedling grows, 
its roots can absorb only 2% of, of that insecticide that was being used. And leftovers can easily wash into nearby waterways. So living close to lake and rivers the way you do, I think that's a real issue. So what you're saying is 98% of, of these insecticide seeds is waste. It's going the away and it's polluting. Because they're water soluble. Yeah. You know, if they were oil soluble, they would stick to the seed. But they're water soluble. They they um, dissolve easily and go into our water. Now waves. I wonder why uh, they would be used. People think, oh, it's cheaper than buying, you know, both. They, well, well, spraying it myself. Or it something. has. It. Uh, I think it has to do with um, the. Uh, you know, increasing the crops. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so protecting from fungicides and, and insects. Yeah. So killing vital food sources for fish and birds and other wildlife. You think birds eat seeds, they love seeds, and so they're at the same time eating uh, these uh, insecticides. So declines in abundance and diversity of birds, especially songbirds, and our friend Danny, who knows all about birds, I think yeah. he could tell us a thing or two about that. So what does it cause in birds? Rapid weight loss and, of course, delayed departures of migratory birds. So um, uh, as you can imagine, other beneficial insects are being killed, like ladybugs, and then we get to bees. So how does that happen? It contaminates the honeydew that sucking insects oh, secrete. Boy. Beneficial insects eat this and may be poisoned or killed. So Connecticut, some states have passed laws limiting the use. Connecticut, Maryland, Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine, New Jersey. The strictest limits were set in New Jersey. But in uh, 2023, apparently Nevada uh, was the third state to totally ban the use of these um, neo neonics, as some people call them. So the EPA, uh, should the EPA regulate coated seeds more tightly? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know the full story to that. But if you listeners would like to have more information about that, it's very, very interesting. I have a link for you, and that is beyondpesticides.org. So, how about treated seeds in your home garden? Uh, John, I think we're going to have to wait on that and go to the nursery first. Okay. <laughs> Columbia Nursery, celebrating over 27 years of service to the Flathead Valley residents. From day one, Columbia Nursery has been about bringing you exceptional service and growing your own premium quality plants, shrubs, and trees for you every year. Just like our beautiful plants, we are going dormant for a couple of months and laying low, returning in early March and showing off Mother nature's new bounty just right for you columbia nursery located at 2544 9th street west in scenic columbia falls we look forward to our 28th delightful colorful spring bouquet we'll dig in with you columbia nursery 
So, John and Robin, how about treated seeds in the home garden? How can you, as I said, they're used mostly in big ag, but how can you identify them? Well, you identify them mostly by the color, and they're beautiful. They're brilliantly colored, dust, mist, or clay, bright pink, green, blue, and my favorite color, purple. So, you know, why would you not want to use them? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They're just gorgeous. Um, When to use them? Well, does the crop yield justify the risk? And that's uh, the suggestion is to be conservative. Um, consider the risk from insects and disease pests. Also, people who handle or apply treated seeds may be at risk of exposure. You, you know, you're handling them. And if you're not handling these seeds with gloves and even maybe a protective mask, you may oh. inhale some of those pesticides. Oh, my gosh. Safe Mm. practices, and there was another study done about that. How can we protect ourselves? Well, according to a guy named Bruce Potter, he was an IPM, he is an IPM specialist at the University of Minnesota. And if you want to uh, read what he said about this, it's a very extensive study and and many good suggestions, and that is extension.com. U-M as in Mary, and so it's University of Minnesota, and of course the National Pesticide Information Center. So they recommend that you wear protective gear, clothing, masks, chemical resistant gloves, and this is serious stuff. And always read the seed tag label. Always read, you know, find out what kind of seeds you're having. Uh, You've bought or you've traded with someone or, you know, picked up. Um, uh, avoid generating insecticide-laden dust. You inhale and your risk, of course, to pollinators. Don't allow seeds to enter the food chain, like soybean oil. Never consume or feed to animals. Keep away from children whom we like the beautiful colors, of course. You know, we have a lot of projects that teachers might be doing in the classroom with seeds right now. So if, you, you, if you're doing a show and tell or a project in your classroom, you know, think about that, please. Leftover seeds, um, it's hazardous material. So check with your local hazardous waste or the Montana Pesticide Regulatory Agency and that I'm giving you a lot of links today. Uh, Pesticides.montana.edu. And the name of this specialist is Cecil Tharp, and he has an email address, and that is C-T-H-A-R-P at Montana.edu. So he's the guy who can tell you everything there is to know about the, the danger of this hazardous waste. So don't leave treated seed exposed on the ground. Think of your birds. How do you dispose of leftovers? Well, um, you can bury them, but not next to water sources. Um, Again, the University of Minnesota has done extensive studies, and they have published a paper. It's called Disposing of Leftover Treated Seed. don't compost. We talked about soil-borne pesticide plant damage before. Don't burn. Guess what? You inhale that smoke. The bottom line is handle treated seed with the same care as other pesticides. Um, instead, use integrated pest management, 
cultural, mechanical, biological, and you're minimizing the risk all the way around. And here I have some more resources for you, and that is the American Sea Trade Association. And that link is seed-treatment-guide.com. And of course, the National Pesticide Information Center, and I have an 800 number for you, 858-7378. What about organic pesticide ingredients? Uh, you can go to the Ceres Society, and that is X-E-R-C, as in Charles, E-S dot org. So, yeah. now that you're fully educated about treated seeds, we can go to garden to table. All right. It is still heart month, a few more, few more days to go. And when I think about heart health, I think about um, hawthorn berries. You can make teas, jams, vinegar, wine from the berries, the leaves, the flowers. The benefits, according to Mount Sinai research, it's heart healthy. But uh, there is a cautionary message, and that is if you're on any kind of heart care medication, uh, do not uh, consume Hawthorne berry products. Um, more information, <laughs> again, the site is mountsinai.org or you can go to rochester.edu. I have been asked to uh, tell you listeners about a wonderful educational opportunity coming up, and that is the Land Stewardship Series. And Mackenzie, I hope I do this right, okay? So this starts March 28th. There is a cost, it's a six week long series, and the topics are incredible, from soil, pasture, health, all the way to living by the water, living in the forest, not just weeds. Six weeks, $40. Uh, they do have a limit of 50 people participating. And when you think about $40 for six weeks of wonderful education, it's what, $6.66 a class? It is uh, wonderful. How can you get in there? Uh, you go to Flathead County Extension, 758-5554. Ask for Mackenzie Day. And uh, also to the uh, Flathead Conservation District. And that is, of course, 406-752-422. Yes, very weak copy that I have. And of course, Free the Seeds is coming up. Lots of classes. So don't miss um, March 2nd. It'll be wonderful again. And to get more information about, about the class schedules, go to landtohandmt.org. And so now your listeners have gotten lots of earfuls. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can talk about next week, starting seeds indoors. Of course, now that we have our good seeds, we can... Um, plan for that. But before I close, I would like to leave you on a very light note with a quote by Anonymous. What doesn't kill you gives you a set of unhealthy coping mechanisms <laughs> and a dark sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay warm, be well, and remember we're in this together and pay forward if you can. And please join us for our next Tips to Grow on with Master Gardener Elizabeth Mollica, brought to you by Columbia 
nursery and landscape. Excellent advice, great customer service. They've been serving the Flathead for 28 years on 9th Street West in Columbia Falls.